what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and a little bit, a little bit of a holiday special. I got myself on the line, obviously, and then I have uh, co-host Camo. It's been a minute. Camo, <laughs> are you there? Hey, I'm here. Um, yeah, appreciate appreciate you know the extra the overtime today. I know you did a pod earlier today, but you know, kind of like the NFL has those those Saturday games. Uh, at, you know, every, once a year, I figure might as well throw an extra pod on on a Saturday night. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you've been listening to the pod, Camo, for just I, the West. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> but uh, I've been kind of doing this solo dello the like the last couple of weeks, which is it's it's okay. I mean, you were. My, you are my co-host. You were my co-host, or are you? But uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I, I come in, you know, kind of like the third string QB, you know, as needed. But uh, you know, we've had a lot of injuries, and so, and I thought, you know, this is a good time to to step it up again. So, but, you know, Josh McCown was like the third string, fourth string quarterback for the Eagles, and he was, yeah. he was like the the shelter in place quarterback. So right. maybe you might be that. Didn't, didn't he just get called in by like the Texans or some some team? So maybe you're you're the Josh McCown of the Just the West podcast. Hey, he's uh he's had like a 15 year career or something. So have you been in the? Well, actually, Just the West hasn't been around for 15 years, no. but but I've been around since the uh, the, uh, the inauguration inauguration of the Just the West uh, podcast. You know, technically, you're the one because Just the West was initially a blog. Yep. You were kind of the one that kind of egged uh, me on to be like, hey, we should start a podcast. Yeah. I mean, that was what probably what four years ago, five. That's right. Something like that. Something like Just the uh, before podcasts really blew up. So. And then lo and behold, I don't really blog as much anymore, even though I should. Yeah. But uh, it's been more so on the podcast platform, yeah. which has been pretty dope. Honestly, you know. I'll take uh, I'll take my royalties. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> if and when, <laughs> you know. Actually, we. Uh, well, I slash just the West need some more sponsors. So yeah, if and when that happens, you can you shout out, shout out. I, I like that the Peloton Century shirt you're wearing there. Oh yes, you know for those that can't see because you can't, I'm wearing my uh, Peloton Century 100 shirt. It's a it's a shirt uh, that's not given; it's earned. It you, is. Have do, you have to do 100 not workouts. You have to do 100 rides to get this shirt. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I recently completed my 100 workouts, and I, I Googled how to get the shirt, and they said it doesn't not just rides anymore. So, Well, did, did they email you? I don't know. I didn't receive anything yet unless it was my junk mail, but I'll have to follow up. Okay, because when I you know did my 100 rides. Right they, away? They, they emailed me like, you know, you, you've done it. So. Oh, man. So I, don't I, know. Am, I am biting off my friend's account, so maybe it could be that. <laughs> maybe they might have emailed. No, actually, no, no. But I have my own. I have my own like I should have emailed you because yeah. I, I use another person's account, and then I'm yeah. a subset. So yeah, well, I'll I'll check my uh, my spam in a little bit here, but okay. I know you're at like what three three fifty or something like that. Um, uh, I'm I'm up there. Yeah, I've, I've been doing. I mean, it's been an interesting year, which is. You know, a lot can be said for a lot of people for 2020, but instead of playing basketball and doing other things, I'm yep. a um, indoor cyclist for Peloton, and I own like five, six indoor plants. There you go. I, yeah. I, I just got my first uh, fern the other week, so I, I've joined the ranks. Good, 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 good. Level up. Just, yeah. uh, uh, you know. Speaking of, speaking of indoor fitness, I, I jumped on that um, Apple Fitness um, game this last week. Like, and I've already, I've, I'm, I'm pretty hooked. So good. You don't even need Peloton. You got, you got Apple fitness then, bro. 
I mean, I don't actually have a bike. They do have some cycling courses, but mm-hmm. I know I know you've been on you've been on team uh, Fitbit for many years now. So yeah, yeah. It's it's cool to see uh see your rings in uh, real life as you're doing it. Well, as long as we're all staying active and being healthy during this time, more importantly, being healthy during yeah. 2020, because I think we can both agree that as we end this year for 2020, like our network of people, uh, the whole COVID-19 ordeal is getting closer and closer to home. Like people that we know, not just friend of a friend, but friends we know it, it's happening and it's getting really, well, it, it's apparent that, you know, this is, this is a real thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously you hear about it until, but then you actually know someone directly kind of, it really puts things into perspective, but. Right. So, but vaccines here, it's getting rolled out. Hopefully, I mean, obviously that's not going to, uh, you know, you can't just get it, your shot and then hit the club afterwards, but you still got to do all the precautions afterwards, but at least it's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. That's the term. That's the PC term that actually I've been using it quite a bit. You know, blah, blah, blah is happening, but it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> uh, which is true. Don't get I me mean, wrong. It's like with all the other shit that's happened and all the bad news, it's something that's like at least a glimmer of uh, of hope. So Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I don't mean to be like fucking the Grinch, I mean, I would, the Grinch of COVID-19, but yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't book your uh, Coachella 2021 tickets quite yet, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll be intrigued as we go to 2021 because, you know, on the bigger platform for, for the public setting, whether you go to a Niners game or you go yeah. to a Warriors game or to your point, Coachella. But I think the biggest thing for 2021 is the transition um, to bring confidence to the public sector, to get people out and about and to, to eventually get to, I won't say normal, but a new norm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did you hear? I don't know. It's an article that Roger Goodell and NFL was. They were thinking of extending uh, Super Bowl invitations to healthcare workers who are vaccinated for a Super Bowl on February seventh. Really? It seems. I mean, sure, that's a nice gesture, but at the same time, uh, is that that's like that's like in like six weeks? So they're are they saying they're going to go from empty stadiums to having a place where you can have large groups of people at Super Bowl in that short period of time just because they're vaccinated. I, I mean, I feel like that's kind of sending a kind of a mixed message there, but I don't know. I think he's just trying to save his ass. Sure. I mean, it seems like, well, you know, week to week, the NFL, it seems to have, you know, in terms of how they judge certain situations about COVID-19, it seems to be very case by case. You know, you saw like early in the season, like mid season where they completely just let the Niners and the Packers play with all those yeah. COVID, you know, COVID positive choices. But then at the same time too, like they delayed the Ravens Steelers game a couple weeks back, like three times. So I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know, man. It's uh, yeah. You saw like, at least for a pack 12 football, they, some of the teams played literally like four games and the season's over now. Cause they're, they're opting out of bowl games. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so let, let's go ahead and get back on track for this sure. pod. So once again, you know, your boy, Justin Weston, came out. And the reason why we kind of came on to this pod, consider this extra credits, a side pod, what have you. But, you know, I've already done a pod in regards to week 15 at hand where you have the Seahawks playing the, uh, the Washington football team. You have the Jets playing the Rams. You have the Niners playing the Cowboys. 
and then you had the Cardinals playing the Eagles, but wanted to have a moment to really kind of take a step aside because we have, uh, I don't know, three, four games left in the season. So we're going to go into the postseason. Mm -hmm. This month of December is going to be very important in the NFC West because you have the Rams first place at nine and four, the Seahawks at nine and four, the Rams are first place because they have the tiebreaker. And then you have the the Cardinals seven and six, Mm -hmm. you have the Niners five and eight. But just wanted to have a moment to kind of reevaluate some of the things that we have in this division, notably the quarterback position, because, yeah, this month matters. You know, this is going to be uh, one of those things, especially in the NFC West, where uh, every game matters. You could make a case that the NFC West might have, I mean, you're going to have the NFC West divisional winner, which is either going to be the Seahawks or the Rams, but you know, second and third place, they could arguably take both wild card spots this year, which is uh, in years past, there's usually one wild card spot. Mm-hmm. This year, there's two wild card spots. And so you might have three NFC West divisional <laughs> opponents in, in the postseason. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at the records there, obviously, you know, NFC West is the most competitive conference within the National Football League. Niners, despite all the injuries and up and down play, are still technically in the hunt with the two wild card spots. Um, so I think maybe a good place to jump into just looking at the like we highlight the quarterback position and focusing on the Niners to start. Obviously, we know Jimmy G's been hurt for several weeks. Um, you know, I don't know what what his current you know, timeline is if he's going to be able to come back for a game, the last game of the season or anything like that. But, you know, Nick Mullins has been at the helm for majority of the season here. What are, what have your, what are your thoughts kind of with the last remaining games of the season for the Niners? Um, I'm not think, I don't think they'll make the the wild card spot, but if they do, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you see for them? And then also looking into the future for next year in terms of the quarterback position. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about this Niners team, so they're five and eight right now, but technically I'd say technically, because I think mentally for a lot of Niner fans, they're essentially out and they're looking forward towards the offseason. But in the present, technically right now, the Niners are in contention for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a situation where they have to win outright. They have to win the remainder of their games to be in contention to make the playoffs. But they're still in it nonetheless. I think that this team versus like, let's just say, let's compare them to like the Cowboys or the Eagles or what have you, where the Bengals were, they've essentially kind of given up, essentially, right? Um, but this Niners team, I'll give them a lot of credit. They have some resolve. They're competing. I know that they lost their last two games uh, to the Bills and to the Washington football team. But, you know, three weeks ago, they, they had a very convincing win, divisional against the Rams. And so it's one of those things where, you know, I know that the, the, the chips are set against them. Mm-hmm. turnovers have been killing them you know the quarterback play with Nick Mullins um, you know just that whole offensive unit right now they've been hit and miss but it seems like you know at the very least that they're still competing uh, they're still their defense is still intact they're still a top 15 defensive unit but I think you know in the long scheme of things just just to be blunt they're probably not gonna make playoffs this year but I think for them at the very least uh, they're going to have a very challenging offseason, okay? 
So John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, this is going to be going into this offseason. It's going to be year five of that era. Okay. And, you know, typically speaking for year five, this is a, I won't say it's a breaking point, but, you know, some really tough decisions have to be made. Your first couple of years, you know, you have a slew of draft picks, you have cap space to, to make moves, make some mistakes. But at this point you've had, you know, you have a, a set of core players. So who are you going to keep now? Right. Could, because you have Richard Sherman, Jason Verrett, you have uh, a whole bunch of players that are going to be free agents this year. So you got to make a decision that who you're going to keep. And now you're at the crossroads with your quarterback, which is Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause Jimmy Garoppolo is typically he's due about annually $25 million, which is the going rate for a decent quarterback. Um, but you know, he's been the Niners starting quarterback full season wise for three years. The first year was a blur because he tore his ACL in week four, his second year, he took them to the super bowl and his third year, which is this current year, pretty much week four, week five, he, he was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got hurt to the jets and then he, he played a couple games, uh, you know, with the Rams and the Patriots and whatnot. And then, it kind of went to shits again when he played the Seahawks when he re-aggravated his, his ankle. So two out of the three years as the starting quarterback for the Niners, you haven't had him fully healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, ideally you would like to have Jimmy Garoppolo for like the last two weeks of the season to see him healthy and make that reassessment. But if that doesn't happen, I mean, you could make a case that you've seen a good amount of Jimmy Garoppolo anyways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for fans, for NFL, just for everything alike, it's always been, what have you done for me lately, right? And for Niner fans, all they think of right now is, you know, his mishaps in, in the Super Bowl, uh, his mishaps this season, the injuries. And so the Niners are put in a very tough position right now. Um, you know, I think ideally they're probably going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo this upcoming year and draft a quarterback in the, what the first, second round mm-hmm. and take it from there. Um, but there's a lot of question marks and it's one of those things too, where, you know, um, everyone likes to point the fingers and say like, Hey, you know, we need an upgrade. We need this, we need that. But at the quarterback position, especially it's not so easy just to, get an upgrade at the most important position in on the football team. So yeah. it's not like you're going to get Dak Prescott's or <laughs> whatever. So easily yeah. it can happen, but yeah. I don't know. Right. So that's, that's just the way I'm feeling about this Niners team right now. It's, I can understand the frustration, but uh, just to narrate it all through, it's not an easy solution. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely ag- agree with all the sentiments. I feel like, you know, being year five of this, you know, general man- management, ownership position, not ownership, um, GM, coach with Shanahan and Lynch, you know, they've already said that, you know, Jimmy's our guy, we're going to ride with him. Injuries happen. Yes, mistakes have been made, but I don't know. I feel like, I th- the you know, Having Nick Mullins, he had that he had a one game, was it last year? And he's like, Oh, this guy is great. He's so serviceable to backup. And then, you know, 
CJ Beathard at some point who he's completely forgotten at this point. Uh, you know, it's, you look at, you know, watch the, that Raiders Chargers game on Thursday, Derek Carr gets hurt. Mariota comes in. He's a former starter, top pick. He played like probably one of the best games of his career, honestly, even coming in his backup role. And I feel like, like you said, you can't just find these guys who are just available to come in and be like, okay, he's going to be competing for a new spot. So I agree. I think that Jimmy G is going to be the guy next year. And I think that, you know, drafting a young guy you might get lucky like Justin Herbert on the Chargers, who's a rookie, who's playing exceptionally well. Um, and Justin, I don't Justin Herbert was a top five pick, though. I don't true. know if you're going to have a top five pick. Yeah, I mean, probably not. But at the same time, you know, we can get – who knows if Lynch might get might get shifty in the draft and try to move up. There's there's their, their guy out there. I don't know what this – next upcoming quarterback class looks like um you know obviously trevor lawrence gonna be gone he's a top pick and then they have other other guys as well but yeah justin fields Zach Field, Wilson, you know yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a couple yeah yeah but you know it's it's finding that diamond there you know that that kind of their their guy they want to they want to build around but i agree i think you know injuries you can't help them so hopefully they can say all right <laughs> okay two years you know bringing us a zero role obviously it's going to it's living in Seattle. I can say that the fact they won one, you know, that's going to surmount them as like, Oh, this is our team is so great for years and years to come. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, and even coming, going back to back, it's like, you know, you just take, you just won that one. And then you're, you're gold for in a city for, it buys you so much extra time, but I don't know. And then the Niners have so much, have so, so, so much of a greater pedigree and championship allure from the nineties that, you know, I feel like it's a little bit different because it, the expectations are so high. Now in regards to the whole quarterback, if you're going to go about hindsight and everything. Okay. Yeah. I will say this though. So like at draft, when they drafted Solomon Thomas with the third overall pick, technically they had the second overall pick. They, they swapped picks with the bears to get an extra third rounder. And then the bears drafted Trubisky. Right. Yeah. So for that year in particular, you know, uh, do you know who the quarterback draft class was that year? It was Trubisky, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So they didn't even from one, at least from what I understand, they didn't even look at Mahomes. They didn't look at Watson. They didn't even consider the, they didn't consider Trubisky. They didn't consider any of the quarterbacks at all. And the reason why was because going into to that draft, they pretty much assumed, presumed that after the, that season that they were going to try to acquire Kirk Cousins, right? Mm-hmm. So because that happened, they, and because of the, that negligence per se, um, you know, they, they eventually got Jimmy Garoppolo and it kind of worked out. But just think about that type, type of mindset too. They already kind of assumed that they're going to look at Kirk Cousins or another option. They didn't do their due diligence. You know, they didn't bother to, to, to scout and take a look at those options. And they had the second overall pick, by the way. They had the second mm-hmm. overall pick in the draft. Yeah. Okay. So they had the <laughs> second overall pick in the draft. They could have had their first pick, whether it's been Mahomes, Trubisky, or Watson. And um, they completely just whiffed on it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that mindset, you know, I, thankfully, like they got Jimmy Garoppolo and they went to the Super Bowl and that kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. But, kind of bit them in the butt because you know lo and behold Patrick Mahomes like killed them yeah killed them in, in the Super Bowl and it looks like Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be once again Super Bowl contenders they're going to be competing mm-hmm. this upcoming postseason 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What am I trying to say? Like, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, this the quarterback position sh- should not be taken for granted, and um, maybe they they learn from the experience. But that's something to to keep in mind too moving forward. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, let's move on to the team. Briefly mention um, the current city I reside, Seattle. All the yeah. hot here. They, um, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, obviously Russ was off to super hot start, you know, MVP talks and, you know, saying, oh, how has he never been, you know, nominated for MVP in years past and blah, blah, blah. Let Russ cook, you know, Mr. Uh, what was it? Mr. Unstoppable or whatever, undeniable. Unlimited. Unlimited. That's right. Unlimited. Yeah. And then, and then what happened? Then the wheels kind of fell off for a few weeks there through a lot of picks Something was happening the last few weeks seemed to be have gotten back on page with DK Metcalf and the offense. What are your thoughts on Russell Wilson, his season thus far? Obviously, there's no quarterback competition, like I mentioned before. He took him to the Super Bowl. He is, and I know I've mentioned this in earlier pods, he's on the Mount Rushmore of Seattle athletes with Ken Griffey Jr. and Ichiro he's up there. He might be, might, might even be number one since they won Super Bowl. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, you are right. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson is up there. He's a future hall of famer. He's already won one Super Bowl. He, he should have won another, but that's for another form of discussion because they were right there at the one, blah, 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 Marshawn Lynch. But mm-hmm. for Russell Wilson, I know that he struggled the last couple of weeks, but uh, don't get it twisted, though. Okay, so Russell Wilson, he's played at a very high level. He's got some really good receivers right now with the ascension of Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett. You have a strong run game with Chris Carson getting healthier and healthier uh, from the foot injury. But I think that, um, you know, when, when they were kind of struggling in the last couple of weeks, um, it was kind of, you know, I, I'll i just say it was kind of unfair to Russell Wilson. And the reason why I say that it was – you know, they were able to get away with it the first half of the season, um, but eventually it does catch up for you. So if the defense allows all those points and you have to consistently rely on Russell Wilson to save your ass time and time again, that is not a good formula in the long haul for good consecutive football, right? So lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. The defense didn't do their end of the bargain. You're in a shootout situation. And then, you know, Russell Wilson, for for all intents and purposes, he's a, he's a very talented quarterback. He's an elite quarterback at that. But if you're going to consistently put it on the quarterback uh, like that to make plays and get them out of their asses, then, yeah, you're going to have some mishaps. You're going to have some interceptions because he's going to be trying to Mentally, he's going to try to put this team on his back and, and forcefully put the team back into contention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, early on, sure, it, it happens and it works out in their favor. But eventually, especially with more scouting, especially with um, some of these, some of the film work, like, yeah, you're going to have some tough outings. You know, I, I saw even against the Giants uh, a couple of weeks ago against some really so some teams that you didn't expect to compete against the Seahawks that happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's completely on Russell Wilson and thankfully to his point, I mean, they just fucking killed, they fucking murdered 
Jets. the Jets last week, like what, 40 to 40 to 10, I don't know, 40 to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're getting their swagger back and uh, at least to the Seahawks is a benefit about their defense. It's gotten better. Jamal Adams, he has like eight and a half sacks. He leads all defensive backs for, for sacks. I don't know if that's good or bad to have your defensive back as like the sack leader, but Carlos Dunlap from this trade, he's, he's done well. Um, you know, they've started to get their swagger back on defense. It's not, I mean, it's not a great defense, but it's not a horrible defense from what you saw in the first half of the season. So I think right now at their record, uh, currently right now, I mean, they're, you know, I think that they should be able to come away with the division. Obviously right now they're competing with the Rams, but, um, you know, I think that with Russell Wilson as the quarterback versus Jared Goff, I feel better about it. Obviously, their defense isn't as good as the Rams, but mm-hmm. I feel that collectively they're uh, they should be able to take care of business. It's just it's just one of those things though. Uh, Russell Wilson needs a little bit more support, whether it's been the run game because I know they've had a ton of injuries with Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, mm-hmm. um, you know, DG Dallas. Like they've had a ton of in, they've had a ton of injuries in the run game, so that's affected. The offense has been put on Russell Wilson. The defense has been, eh, it's been all right. But I think right now, coming to the month of December, it's getting better. They're getting healthier. So you'll see a better Russell Wilson. Which is interesting with the Seahawks. And we saw last week when they were up big against the Jets is, uh, you know, Geno Smith made an appearance, which is kind of a far and few between occurrences. And I think it's something that's interesting is, you know, uh, Russell Wilson has been so durable the last, what, nine seasons been in the league. You know, they only carry two quarterbacks on a team. Uh, and then I guess they have a practice squad guy, I, I believe. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, next year Wilson be in year 10. You know, are they going to look at the future? Obviously with, you know, Geno Smith will probably be off the team or whatever it may be. But at what point do they start thinking about the long-term future? I mean, obviously, you know, I think uh, we, we heard on his podcast, Russell Wilson spends like a million and a half per year on maintaining his body. He wants to play until Tom Brady age, 35, 30, 40, 43, 45, something like that. So, you know, we're still talking, it could be potentially be 10 years of him being the quarterback, but I don't know. It just takes takes one injury as we can see, we see with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, just think of how much of, of a blessing it is because, you know, for, for this Niners fan base, I don't know another fan base that is so critical of their number two, their number three quarterback on their depth chart than Niner fans because, you know, not not to the, their fault, but, yeah, they've had to fucking deal with injuries at the starting quarterback position, whether it's been Jimmy Garoppolo or Brian Hoyer or C.G. Beth. Yeah, it's been – They've had a lot of injuries at the quarterback position. And typically speaking, like, you know, I don't know. Just think about it. Um, No no one's really critical about the number two quarterback for Patrick Mahomes. No one's too critical about the quarterback for uh, Russell Wilson. You know, Aaron Rodgers recently, they got Jordan Love. But no one has been like, oh, well, who's the number two quarterback for said team? Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson has done an amazing job, not only with his play, but being able to be available because availability is a talent in itself. Mm -hmm. He invested a lot of money in his body and he's been able to as mobile of of a quarterback as he is. He's Mm -hmm. 
he's been pretty clean, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. So, so I mean, yeah, it, it is of concern, but to your point, if he has the goal of playing long term and he's playing at a such a high level right now, I don't think the Seahawks are going to invest yeah. a day one, day one pick at the quarterback position, especially when you have Russell Wilson right now commanding yeah. so much at the salary cap. True, true. All right, good point. Um, you touched on it briefly, but I think next team we should look at um, the Los Angeles Rams, currently tied at the top of 9-4 record with the, with the Seahawks. Um, I, I think I heard with a couple weeks ago, Troy Aikman was on broadcast, and he had said something. I, this might have been a game where the Rams were losing, but he had said, oh, the Rams should really look at, you know, looking at a guy maybe like Matthew Stafford to bring in next season and then move on from the golf, the golf era. What are, what are your thoughts on Jared Goff this season and looking at next year? You know, it's ironic because Jared Goff was the number one overall pick in that draft class. Number two was Carson Wentz. <laughs> and just ironically, they're both, well, they're not, they're not similar, but both of them got big extensions at, Pretty significant price increases. So if you were to cut either Carson Wentz or Jared Goff as of right now, Mm -hmm. each team would be presented with a slew of dead cap. Mm -hmm. Just $40, $50 billion (laughs) of dead cap. Okay. Those extensions, whether it's been Jared Goff or with Carson Wentz, they all just got their extensions. They're all in the same draft class. They're all getting commanding upwards of $30 million, right? So uh, if they were to go off from Jared Goff, it would have to be something tragic. It would have to be something very bad or something convincing enough to move forward. Like, I don't know. The last time I, I remember where someone was able to eat that much dead cap was like Le'Veon Bell Antonio Brown, like that sort of situation where you just have to get him out of your team. Yeah. You know, uh, Jericho, from what I understand, he's a good guy, you know, um, a leader, like people like him and all that. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Obviously results kind of speak for themselves too, where you might have to make the move if his play is that bad, but you get what I'm saying? I think they're not pressed to to move away from him because if they do, I think someone's getting fired if that does happen because it has a lot more implications of just moving from the quarterback position. It's going to really, I mean, quite honestly, it's going to fuck up the cap situation Yeah, if they, if they do give up on Jared Goff. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, took him to the Super Bowl. you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I think that the, the pressure obviously now and, being in a city where there's there's so much heightened attention in a brand new stadium where there's no fans and you know wanting the glitz and glamour, you know, uh, you know I don't know what his contract looks like or how many years he has remaining. I know he signed the extension with last year the um, the large the large deal. A couple years back. A couple years, years back, back. Yeah. Him and Carson Wentz, you know, similar sort of extensions. Yeah. Well, we already know kind of what's happened to Carson Carson Wentz. I feel like the writing's kind of on the wall with him. He's already been benched. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. I mean, the Rams haven't invested on another quarterback, but the Eagles invested a second-round pick in Jalen Hurts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, I agree. I don't think, I don't see any sort of, and like you said, unless, and he's not going to be like the, the situation where you have to get this guy out of the team. He's a quarterback. He's pretty much the face obviously of the organization at this point. So I think if the Rams were to move on to another quarterback, like I've, I've heard some of the comments like, well, we should give another look at another quarterback, you know, at the backup of the practice squad. But yeah. does that really improve your team, especially for a team that's win now? Like, may yeah. I remind you, they invested tons of money in Aaron Donald. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They've, yeah. They're pretty much all in on their cap situation. So to take a step back on Jared Goff and try to take another quarterback for another look, yeah. like it has to be an, uh, an upgrade, kind of like Jim Garoppolo. Whatever you do at the quarterback position, it has to be an upgrade. You can't take a step back. Right. That's my whole predicament with that. Well, I think also it's a little bit difficult to say as well, given the fact that the Rams are also have a nine and four record, they're in the mix right now. They could, you know, they could definitely win the NFC West. I mean, you can make a case even last year too, because last year there was only one wildcard spot. Yep. If there were two wildcard spots, they would have made the playoffs. Right. Uh, exactly. I mean, the Rams and the Steelers in the AFC, they would have been the second wildcard spots respectively within their their, their conferences yeah for sure interesting all right well let's round it out going to your your favorite quarterback in the nfc west kyler murray um he's i know he's uh he's beloved in in many asian circles um for his quarter uh, korean that, right quarter korean i know yeah, right i know i know your girl mina kimes shouts him out because of his uh korean heritage so you know i he he's someone we've had discussions about before i i was definitely not too big of a fan of um uh, he just he he can do a lot of crazy things but I, he just looks so small out there sometimes um you know and again his leadership i think is still growing in his his he's only in the second year obviously um you know what are your thoughts on kyler murray for in the card you know the cardinals this season and again you know he's so early on we know he's a he's a he's a franchise quarterback so not really, you know, uh, concerned for moving for the future for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, shout out to those that have kind of set the precedent for the success of Kyler Murray because shout out to Drew Brees, mm -hmm. shout out to Russell Wilson because short quarterbacks can make it in this league. After them, you've seen Baker Mayfield, they've seen Kyler Murray. You know, you know they, they've had their shine. Uh, Baker Mayfield right now, you can say he's up in the air, but he's had his moments. And for Kyler Murray, you know, for all intents and purposes, it was a big gamble for the Cardinals to draft a first-round quarterback, let alone the first overall pick um, right after you drafted Josh Rosen the previous year, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You're talking about back-to-back -back drafts where you invest – a lottery pick at the quarterback position and then you dump Rosen and you go with Murray, but you know what? Fuck it. It worked. Yeah. It worked. Like Kyler Murray. I, I know it's early on in his career, but it seems like he has it. It looks like he is a bona fide playmaker in the same sense of Russell Wilson. And, you know, while he still has, Plenty of football left in him. I think he's on the right path. I think that when you pair him up with Cliff Kingsbury and what he's trying to do on the offense, and you pair that up with what? DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. <laughs> um, yeah, I 
I'm excited for it in the future, but I will say this right now. So right now they are seven and six. Okay. They just beat the Giants, thankfully, what, 27 to six. But the last couple of games they had, I mean, they, they lost some pretty shitty games to teams that they they should have won. Okay. And, you know, I, I think that it has to go with no consistency. I, I think that right now he's been dealing with a shoulder injury, which obviously affects his, his play. But, you know, um, I think that for him at that next level, right now he's been doing it. Maybe it's, well, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's him. I don't, I don't know. But they do a lot of dink and dunk shit, a lot of horizontal stuff. Uh, a lot of quick screens, you know, with their four wide receivers, uh, try, trying to make some plays, you know, after the catch. But they've been missing a lot of big plays lately. And I, I think that um, that's something that they're kind of underselling on Kyler Murray. I think that eventually uh, he's going to be a little bit more aggressive. And I've seen that earlier, obviously, against the Bills, the whole Hail Murray ordeal, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but I think we have yet to see the best of Kyler Murray. I think that right now, you know, his first season as a rookie, he had his highs and lows in terms of consistency. This season, you've seen him do very well. Uh, but at the same time, too, you've seen him struggle where, you know, he'll have like 35 passing attempts, but he'll get like 180 passing yards, like, you know, averaging some really sh- shitty um, yeah. yards per completion. So, uh, there, there's silver made. There's still room to grow, but I'm okay with Kyler Murray. I just think that um, I don't know. I think that there's still plenty of growth to be had yeah. for his development. Yeah, and I and I think obviously it's going to come with time. You know, cases where you have you know quarterbacks, you know, who are leaders from the get go are kind of. I mean, that's not questioning leadership, but, you know, guys who are just going to command the team from the, from the starts, you know, that's, it doesn't seem like that's his necessarily his personality. You know, he may, maybe he'll build into that. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's to be seen for sure. Um, I was just curious. I looked up who the other quarterbacks in the Cardinals are and can you name the, the two other quarterbacks, Justin? Uh, I was going to say Drew Stanton, but no. I, mean, uh, I think he's on the. I think he's either out of the league or on the. Ground. Yeah, I know. He, he was there for the longest time. Yeah. Um, it's it's Brent Hundley from yes. UCLA, and yep. then um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the other one. Uh, Chris Strebler. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Brent Hundley. I, I knew him before. I mean, he was he was on the Seahawks as yeah. well from the Packers originally. I mean, he he fits a good mold for for the backup position, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those those things for, for Kyler Murray just to take the step moving forward, a little bit more consistency. Um, I mean, he's, he's obviously talented, mm-hmm. and maybe that's not to his fault. I mean, I know their offensive line has been a work in progress. I know their run game. Um, they have their highs and lows between Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, but uh, they're 7-6 right now. Mm-hmm. That kind of reflects what I've been saying. You've seen flashes, but at the same time, too, you'll have your mishaps. And that's why the, right now they're they're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, I mean, just just overall for you. I mean, I know you used to live in the d- desert as well. I mean, what, what was your take on Kyler Murray? Just when when all that happened, when he got drafted and whatnot. I mean, you know, I thought kind of. I feel like the the jury is still out a little bit um, on him, but 
when I was first drafted, I thought that was definitely a reach for them. Um, you know, I think it was a, a situation where, you know, we had this, you know, former coach in college becoming the head coach. And then he's like, Oh shit, here's my opportunity to draft my guy. Number one overall, you know, there were a lot of comparisons with, um, uh, my, <laughs> was Johnny Menzel. So obviously yeah. I was like, you know, I was thinking Baker, but like, no, John Menzel, where unfortunately, you know, obviously that not in a good way. So at that time it was like, uh, I don't know, similar kind of style, stature, all that kind of stuff. But clearly, I mean, at least for the first, you know, year and a half, it hasn't looked to be that way with all the off field kind of antics aside, but. No, I mean, I think Kyler Murray was the right choice. I think that he he's the guy that you want to build around. Yeah. I, I think that the best is yet to come for Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, clearly there, how many times they did a discussion, like, what is the prototypical quarterback? Is it the Josh Allen type, 6'5", 6'6", 240 pounds? Or is it like these smaller guys who are six foot and under, who are super fast and can make all these dynamic plays? Like, what is, who knows? I mean, there's room to have both types of players in the league like there is now. We see with Russ and we see with, Lamar Jackson, we see with Patrick Mahomes, who's kind of a hybrid between those super tall, prototypical quarterbacks and these guys who can run a lot. So, as our as our friend uh, Celo would uh, and Tom would 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 say, you know, if that's the case, and there's room for cap back in this league, but it's a whole different discussion. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, overall, just put it into perspective, you have Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo. You have some really interesting quarterbacks right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. It's good. It's good to have a have a mix and a variety there for sure. So keeps the keeps the the conference interesting, no doubt. Yeah, no, for sure. So as we head into the final month of December, I mean, I don't think that the Niners or Jimmy Garoppolo are going to make the playoffs, but I think the other three right now. I mean, Kyler Murray's super exciting. I hope he gets his shoulder together and healthy because they're going to need him to to really play some tough football games ahead. I have a couple of divisional games right now. They're going to play the Seahawks. They're going to play the Niners again. So let's see how that goes. And then you have the Rams and Seahawks with the same record at nine and four. Uh, it's going to be a tough stretch right now. It's going to be a really tough stretch. I think that Jared Goff with his defense and this run game with Cam Akers now suddenly being revitalized with his offensive line. That should be interesting. Russell Wilson will continue to cook. And then let's see, let's just see what happens for Kyler Murray because they've been up and down, but you know, they're um, whatever they finish within December, they will control their destiny. And we might potentially have three NFC West teams <laughs> in the postseason, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I mean, you know, the NFC East ain't, ain't winning shit. So <laughs> why not give it? Why not give three spots to the NFC West? Sure. I'm saying. Well, it'll definitely give us a lot to talk about. So that's good. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that was a nice little summary for uh, for a fine Saturday night in mid December, week before Christmas. So uh, I know you got your Christmas shopping done today. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, it's going to be a you know a nice uh, nice celebration this this coming week. Yeah, for sure, man. And I appreciate you coming through to the pod and giving some of your time and insights along this. So once again, guys, thanks for checking out. The Just the West podcast, whether it's been on Spotify or iTunes. Also, check us out on Instagram at Just the West, Twitter at Just the West, and of course, the blog. 
www.justthewest.com. Till next time, we out here. Peace.